Thank you so much for joining in to today's podcast from Caleb Perkins Ministry. We pray that today's podcast will be uplifting and encouraging in your walk with the Lord. Now here's today's podcast. What's going on, everyone? I am really excited about today's episode. Today I have with me Trenton Gill, the Gill. Can I call you the Gilster? The Gilster. <laughs> the, the Sir Trenton, the Sir Royal Knight of Gill. <laughs> it is very nice to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be had. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. If, uh, today, if you guys uh, just wanted to, you know, uh, plug in Trenton's uh, information, if you guys want to connect with him or uh, log into his social media, cyber hack him. No, <laughs> cyber stalk you. That's better than hacking, right? Yeah, yes. I think so. Let's I keep the yeah, CK, but the, the hacking to a minimum. <laughs> stalking is good. Yeah, cyber stalking. Yeah. He is on TikTok as Pointless Thorns 3 now. Yeah. Is that correct? Currently. Currently three, maybe four or five. But if you type in Pointless Thorns in TikTok, you will see his account. He has been banned by TikTok. Uh, I guess that would be three times now, right? You just. One, yep. two, three, <laughs> for uh, preaching the gospel. Uh, so, you know, that's always awesome. So that's how you know you're preaching the authentic gospel when you tick off the world and they ban you and then you have to come back. You, you sir, are resilient. <laughs> I will <laughs> come back. <laughs> I will come back and I will be even more egregious towards you. <laughs> that's funny. And uh, you're also, uh, you have a blog. I do. Where can they find that? At? It's crazy. Well, it's on WordPress, pointlessthorns.wordpress.com, and you could also search it from Quest for Truth. Quest for Truth. Dun, dun, dun. I made that very theatrical, because it is a quest for truth. You are, Sir Trenton Gill. I was going to like put lightning stuff in the background, but I don't know if it would override what you're doing. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> we come with our own sound effects. So today, um, I've really been feeling on uh, going in the direction of the journey, like what the journey looks like as Christians, as believers in the body of Christ. Uh, those of you who have been listening to this channel, you know that uh, the whole uh, premise behind this uh, podcast is to raise up mature believers in the body of Christ so that they can uh, move forward in the things that God has called them for. And, you know, th we, we really do have to discuss the journey that the believer uh, goes on. I think that that is, is very important. The journey, well, it's all about the journey, really. Yeah. I mean, if the whole reason for us to, uh, of the point of salvation was just for that point of salvation, he would have taken us to heaven after that point. Sanctification is pretty important. Yeah, so we're still here. <laughs> There's still stuff to do, <laughs> so we got we go through the journey. And you know, uh, I would say earlier on in my Christian life, uh, you know, I always thought, man, you know, being a Christian that means your life is going to be like rainbows and daisies, and it's going to be so easy and very kumbaya ish, you know. And it's not like that. No, no, especially <laughs> like what I was studying. Studying what happened to Paul. And I yeah. Was like, You're nope. like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> I'm an apostle among you. They're stoning me to death and whipping me and beating me, and I'm shipwrecked, and a viper bit me, and it's like, you <laughs> it went through it. It sounds good. Yeah. So not rainbows, sunshine, daisies? Not even cotton candy. It's no, weird. I don't think one daisy was referenced by Paul. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he did not. No, he's, he said something about a thorn, though, I think. Yeah, he did talk about thorns. So maybe roses? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a desert rose. Desert rose. It was the thorn in the flesh. It got me. <laughs> so we're talking about the the journey and your guys' journey. If you're listening to this, you know, it's going to look different uh, to everyone. You know, uh, as I've been overseas into different nations, countries, you know, what what our lives look like through the journey is going to be different all over the world. And, you know, so we can't just judge it based off of the person that's next to us or that individual that's in the church and be looking at them. That's why, man, I really am against uh, Christians doing comparisons in the body of Christ. I think that want to get you into a place where you're discouraged or uh, you get you into a place of uh, covetousness. You know, where you're like, oh, well, God's blessing them. Why ain't I getting blessed? Oh, God's doing this with them. Why ain't I doing that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, you shouldn't be comparing yourself with anybody in the body of Christ. <laughs> you no. should be comparing yourself to Jesus and being like, all right, Lord, I need to measure up to your standard. Absolutely. And that is unattainable for all of us. <laughs> so it's like, just like the Apostle Paul would say, not that I have arrived or am already perfected, but I press on. Exactly. And can you imagine what what happened if Paul compared himself because he didn't have the vision with Cornelius and all that? Yeah, <laughs> it'd be weird. He's like, I, I'm not, I'm not as good as Peter or <laughs> Apollos and blah blah blah. It's like, no, no, no. He he speaks and teaches for people, and he speaks and teaches for people, and God has people that, for me. And you yeah. know, there's a lot of freedom in that, a lot of liberty, and. Honestly, I was pretty guilty of that in my mm-hmm. baby Christian walk. Mm-hmm. I would always say, man, I am not like that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not loved. <laughs> yeah, God doesn't love me as much as him. It's apparent. <laughs> Even it's like though, the enemy just is in your mind. <laughs> Even though he went out of his way to save me from myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I saved you, didn't I? <laughs> I, yeah. I got you here, didn't I? <laughs> like, we're talking, right? Like, Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm you're sorry. Right. <laughs> God, do you know what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. No, you know, I kind of envision it like we're the kids in the back seat asking the Lord, "Hey, are, are we there yet? Are we there yet?" He's like, "Ask me one more time." Oh yeah, yeah I think that was me. I think that's how I got in a headlock. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> "Beep beep, I'll turn and, this car around." Oh, yeah. <laughs> so true, so true. Um, so the uh, verse that we were wanting to go into and some scripture that we want to dive into is in Luke chapter 24, uh, going to be talking about the road to Emmaus. We're going to start in verse 13. We'll kind of skip through it, though. Okay. Just get the gist of it here. You. Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was, while they were conversed and reasoned, that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk (laughs) and are sad? So just stopping there real quick on the how many times have we just gone through our walk Mm and our journey, especially as a new Christian. Yeah. We're just going through it, and we're kind of sad and everything, and yeah. we don't even know what's happening, and Jesus is with us. Yeah. We're like, boo-hoo. We're like, oh, this is so bad. And he's like, so what y'all talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on? How are you guys doing? 
And the next section is <laughs> hilarious because they go on and they're like, oh, man, you don't even know what's happening? Let me, yeah. <laughs> you know, let me fill you in. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the love and patience of the Lord because he's like, well, let me fill you in. Yeah. So we get down to that other section after he actually does fill him in. Verse 25 now. Then he said to them, oh, foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. I was just pausing there. Yeah. For a moment. Mm-hmm. How everything was about him. Yeah. And that he would receive the glory, you know? Yeah. And he's like, now let me break this down for you. This is why. <laughs> Just to explain to them yeah. concerning himself. So yeah. then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone farther. But they constrained him, saying, Oh, abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were open, mm. and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, Ah, oh, did not our heart burn within us while he talked to us on the road, and while he opened the scriptures to us? What a humbling yeah. moment. Yeah. After they were like, do you not even know what happened? Yeah. And then they're like, Oh my gosh, he opened our eyes and filled us. Yeah. I I just love this uh this passage of scripture because what Jesus could have revealed himself in the beginning. You know, he could have he could have been like, "Yo, it's me." But instead, he he restrained. It says they it, that their eyes were restrained from recognizing who he was. Yeah. And uh and there was a point behind that. Cuz he wanted to cuz he knew that it had he had their eyes open in the beginning, they would not have revealed everything that they were feeling actually inside of themselves. And through that, the, he was they were able to get their side out, and they're like, well, let us explain to you the situation. Let us explain to you why we're sad. Let us explain to you what's going on. And he's like, oh, you foolish ones. <laughs> Isn't that what the prophet spoke of? And it's like, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then immediately when their eyes are opened, they're like, man, did not our hearts burn within us when they realized who he was? You know, hindsight. You know, how often in in your in your walk, Trenton, have you um, you been in that place where you are saddened, or you've been in desperation, or you you feel like it it's been hopeless, and the Lord's sitting there talking with you, and then all of a sudden your eyes are opened and you're realizing He's there with you. You know, it's more times than I would even want to admit, actually. Yeah. Even in my current walk, you mm-hmm. you go through a lot of stuff, and even as a seasoned Christian, yeah, you, you find yourself in those moments, and then, like I was maybe telling you the other day, you have these prayers, like, you just feel like a grumbling baby. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm going to be a two-year-old temper tantrum taking a fit. <laughs> and it's like... How long you been following with me? Long time, Lord. Uh, <laughs> really I'm long a, time. I'm a seasoned sage. <laughs> He's like, well, you on the floor taking a fit. <laughs> I was praying not too long ago, maybe even a month ago, um, you know, just blah, vomiting out my feelings and everything. And mm-hmm. I ended my prayer with, but 
I do know that it's in your timing, and I'm going to regret what I just said. So <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You're like, I already know it. I'm like, just going to let this out. <laughs> like, I've done this a lot, and yeah. I already know that you come back and shove it in my face in yeah. a nice way. <laughs> You're like, hey, you remember when you were doing that? Yes, Lord, I'd like to not look at that. That would be great. <laughs> I was like, so I'm pretty sure I know what's going to happen, but yeah. so sorry. Yeah, I'm going to eat my words later. I understand that. <laughs> you know, and I think, uh, you know, as, as listeners are listening uh, to this episode, you know, wherever you're at in your journey, it's okay to have concerns. It's okay. You know, God gave you emotions, but the emotions that you have should not be running or dictating your life. And really what is going to keep you in the middle of the and keep you on the course and in the middle of the fight, in the middle of everything going on, is your your firmness in your relationship with Christ. You know, like you said, you're like, yeah, and but through my experience with the Lord, I knew that, yep, this is what it's going to be like in the end because that's how it's always been. And that's why we walk by faith and not by sight because what we see yeah. seems to be a sinking ship. Yeah. You know, but what we don't see is like the lifeboat he already put behind it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I got you. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> before the foundations of the earth, I made a way for you. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's right, God. Clearing paths before us. I've got a three pound brain and I'm stuck in my own world right now. <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to get you to be led by the spirit, which is eternal. And the spirit possesses more. Uh, knowledge than we can even even remotely contain in our brain. But that's what I love about the journey, because mm-hmm. as you keep going along the journey, you see that you keep gathering up these experiences that mm-hmm. you can fall back on. Right. And it acts like a barrier of like a filtering system. Oh, that's it's like good, It yeah. keeps stacking up, mm-hmm. and the enemy can only push you back so far because mm-hmm. the further you go, mm-hmm. the further he cannot push you back. Yeah. Because you, you've got all that to fall back on. You're like, I remember when. Yep. I remember when. Mm-hmm. And it keeps going. Yeah. I, yeah. And, you know, I, I often say that the, the most powerful prayers I've ever prayed towards the Lord when I was in some uh, dark times was, you know, Lord, I remember when. You know, it would build my faith. You know, Lord, I remember when this happened and it looked hopeless, but you were there. And I remember when this happened and you were there. And I remember when. And, you know, it's very reminiscent of... You know, when David was singing the Psalms and he's like, yeah, I remember all of these things. And those are those are accounts of when he was in some of his darkest times and the Lord brought him out and redeemed him and rescued him. And the Bible's so full of that, you know, and it it does require us to get to that place where we continually seek him on our journey. The life of Jesus is, is a phenomenal example of that. Jesus always took time out to go and seek the father. Like, hey, I gotta go. I gotta go spend time with the Lord, and uh, and go and get that download. How much more do we need that? Yes. Well, we do need it. Yeah. In fact, I believe we need it so much that God allows us to go through those things because He knows we'll need it to fall back on. Yeah. Kind of like with Peter. Right. And that <laughs> moment when He let him mm-hmm. deny him, mm-hmm. and then He came to that restoration moment. Yep. When He restored him, but then after that. You, where is he going from there? Because he had that to fall back on all the time. Yeah. I remember when. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that'll never happen again. Yeah. Because like, now I ain't I, denying him. Now yeah. I know. That's right. Yeah. Put yeah. me on an upside down cross. You know, it's like he was he was fixed. And even, you know, using the example of Peter, 
after that restoration with uh, with Christ, um, he ended up getting rebuked by Paul and taking that on the chin. Yeah. I mean, it's like, Paul's like, no, this is wrong. Peter's like, yep, you're right. <laughs> you, yep. You're right. I Yep, I, I know when I've blown it, and I'd rather fix it now than keep blowing it. Oh, my yep. goodness. Can we pause on that for a moment just to say <laughs> yeah. we need to do that? Yeah. As brothers and sisters, can we just not fight and just like accept correction yeah. sometimes? What what correction? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that to me? But no, if we want real growth on our journey, man, we will we will so be willing to take that correction and be like, you know what? Yeah, this is actually going to make me a better believer. It's going to make me stronger. Uh, I'm going to produce more fruit. Yeah. You know, I mean, think about it. If if Peter uh, in that situation where Paul came against him, we brought that rebuke against him, uh, if he was like, no, do you know who I am? I've done, I am Peter, da, da, you know, yeah. I had the revelation in this, that, and the other, and it's like, oh, man. And he could have done that, uh, but it would have been fruitless. Yeah. And instead, he was being led by the Spirit, man, and he allowed it to bring that correction and that course redirection so that it could build the body. And ultimately, he realized that. He's like, oh, no, it, it is about building and expanding the body. It's not just for the Jewish community. I can't ostracize the Gentiles. You know, that's not why Christ came. That's a huge part of the journey. Yeah. Is growth. Mm-hmm. And, well, we can't grow unless we accept correction. <laughs> yeah. So If you always do what you always did, you always get what you always got. <laughs> Man, that was hard to say. Say it again. Yeah. If you always did what you always do, you always get what you always got. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, but it's true, you know. It uh, uh, insanity is is continuing to do the same thing and, and believing for a different result, and so it's like, okay, so why do we do that in the body of Christ? Why, you know, if we allow uh, a correction to bring division in the body, and and we're like, well, I'm gonna, you know, because it's patterns, right? In the in the body, you'll have somebody that'll go to a church. They'll attend that church. They'll get offended. They'll leave that church. They'll go to another church. Guess what will happen there? <laughs> You'll probably get offended. Uh, yeah, they'll get offended <laughs> because the enemy knows, one, that's what gets them. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, eh, and that person will stay at that level until they're willing to overcome it and ask the Lord to come into the situation and be like, Lord, change the, my heart. Change the way that I view things. And it's not about the other person. It's about them internally, you know? Like, he's like, dude, if you're in a relationship, there's always an opportunity to be offended by something. Always. You can find something. If you look hard enough, you'll find something. In fact, I just got offended with the way you just said that. No, well, then. That's all right. I'm over it. You just have to forgive me. I will. (laughs) 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 You're like, is that how that works? (laughs) Done. Easy. Yeah, done. Next. Moving on. All right. Yeah. What did you say? (sighs) But no, man, I mean, you, you got to really think about, you know, at, that life is is too short when you think about the span of, of time that we have on this earth. You, even if you live to be 90 or 100 years old, what is that compared to eternity? And yeah. what are we doing on our journey with the Lord? Are we helping others to grow or are we uh, hurting others and keeping them from growth? You know? Absolutely. And just like in the road to Emmaus, man, we got to let the word of God burn inside of us. That's key. That's key right there. Yeah. Letting it letting it fire. Yeah, I mean if you don't have that that hunger, that burning yeah. desire mm-hmm. like they did, why well, you can't grow either. Mm-hmm. So 
Thanks a lot. But I think what you were saying about that growth and, you know, repeating your situations and everything, mm-hmm. that even called to mind Jesus commanding us to pray for our enemies, you know? Yeah. It might not even be about them because you may not change them. Yeah. But in your prayer for them, it teaches you that love and stuff that you're supposed to do. It keeps you in a line. And that's a hard thing to do. But with growth, I mean, I remember when I first became a Christian, there's no way I'm praying for that dude. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, mm, <laughs> no, Lord, I'm justified in <laughs> my anger. <laughs> I was like, I was going wanting to go back to Old Testament. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I got this. I feel it. This is a flipping tables, making whips moment. And, and the Lord's like, no, this is actually a you turn the other cheek moment. And I'm trying to raise you in this. But yeah. Yep. Growth. Growth. I'll Growth. get there. Growth. <laughs> Growth. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, and, and oftentimes that's that's a great point, too, with the uh, journey. On, uh, on the journey, it is multifaceted. It's not just getting from point A to point B. It's it's everything in between it. And think about our life if God was just like, hey, this is what I want you to accomplish, and you just went out tomorrow and just did that. And it's like, dude, like how uh, meaningless, I guess, would be or uh, or the lack of purpose would you have in your life for the rest of everything? You know, yeah. and that's why our journey is a daily uh, renewal of the relationship that we have with Christ, but it's also multifaceted that others are actually watching our journey, right? Like you in that situation with that, individual if you held on to the offense and the bitterness and everything else well everybody that's around you man they can pick that up and i don't care how good somebody can put a mask on they you you know when someone doesn't like somebody and when it's in your heart what is in you starts to flow out of you absolutely one of my first growth moments was on forgiveness and it was actually from the brother of serena Mm -hmm. they don't know who serena is on here but the girl yeah um but the brother, he was actually sat me down and gave me that story about the um, the king forgiving the servants and everything. Mm-hmm. And then he put it to me and asked, you know, kind of like switched the roles on me. And he was like, how would you want to be forgiven? And I was like, mm, it hurt. <laughs> You're like, mm, And that yes. was the Holy Spirit, like yeah. that conviction punch. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh. That's true. I mean, honestly... There are moments in your life when you're like, that's a measuring moment. This is a moment that, you know, yeah, the Lord might be using someone else to come into the situation. I think with Peter and Paul, that was exactly what that was. You know, Paul was coming in with brotherly love. He wasn't trying to bring him down or tear him down. was not his heart, was not his motive. He was coming there, seeing something, addressing it, because he's like he valued Peter as a leader who was going to raise and build the church that was around him. And he's like, I need you with me. We're on the same team here. We need, you know, this is not right. We need to fix that. And he's like, yep, man, it takes a big person, a mature person to be able to take that. And I believe Peter in that moment was like, you know what? I've been, I denied Christ and I've been restored. And that was a hard, a hard pill to swallow. And uh, anything after that is piece of cake. I got this, you know, and same way with our trials, right? The same, the things that you've gone through on your journey has made, has uh, developed inside of you for you to be a stronger believer. Absolutely. I would liken the journey to refinement. Mm, Yeah. Getting polished, getting, I mean, you think about it, getting polished, you're getting your, your rough edges sandpapered off, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. 
it doesn't feel good in the moment, mm-hmm. but in the journey, I mean, you got to do that if you're going to become that vessel that God's molding you and shaping you into. I'm sure you can go all into that with pottery and yeah, dude. I'm sure that. I mean, if you think about it, we're the we're the clay. He's the potter. Mm-hmm. When you're on that spinning wheel, oh yeah. I mean, you just feel like you're you're, you're falling off. You're like I'm dizzy. That's what Lord, it feels like when give you're me direction. The baby like Christian, like yeah. you're spinning around. You don't know where you're going. You don't know what's happening. Why are you slapping on water on me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> and then. Uh, even in the hardening process of the clay, when you put them mm. in the fire in the furnace and you're like, why yeah. am I burning? No, you know? don't you see me, Lord? It's like, yeah, yeah. I got you. It's all the journey. Got and at the, the end, time. you're the vessel yep. for good use. Yeah. yeah. And it's vital. Each part of that process is vital for the end product. You know, and God does not want to skip corners with us, with our growth or our development. He wants us to mature. He wants us to step in uh, to those places where we're able to build others up and raise them up too, because uh, the continuation of the gospel is so vital. And if we're yeah. stuck in ourselves and we're not seeing and learning these lessons, how can we train up those younger ones that are coming up in the Lord? Absolutely. You know, we're like, yeah, no, I'm just as confused as you. But you know, then we can be like, hey, man, I was on the wheel not too long ago. And uh, I know it's very dizzy. Keep your eyes fixed on him. <laughs> you, you'll feel like you're going to puke, cry, and all things going <laughs> to fall apart. Just stay fixed on him. Stay focused on him. Get into the word. Get into prayer. Get linked up with, with uh, mature believers. Let's go. We got this. I got you. You know? And that journey, I think the acceptance of the conviction, you mm-hmm. allow that conviction within, is extremely vital. It's crucial. I mean, even with this walk to Emmaus, when yeah. the disciples... I mean, they could have, after they explained all that stuff, and Jesus said, oh, you foolish ones, slow to heart to understand. Let me explain something. Mm-hmm. They could have puffed up like a, a rooster yeah. and been like, who do you think you are trying yeah. to tell us something? Oh, yeah. You know? But they had ears to listen. Yeah. They had a heart to receive. Yeah. And they were hungry to grow. Mm-hmm. And if we're hungry to grow, then you'll do well on the journey, even if you don't yep. feel like it in the moment. <laughs> always, always be teachable. You know, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, if we could learn anything through Scripture, it's none of us are perfect. None of us have arrived. We're all on this journey together, and we're all in different portions in that journey. And man, it's uh, we should be encouraging one another, being like, "Hey, if there's any way that I can help you, look, this is this is what I've learned through my walk with the Lord. And if one thing could help you from any of this and save you some time." So yeah. that, the one, the enemy's not in your head, you know, and it can minimize some confusion when you're in your walk. Man, that's going to be, those are golden nuggets to, to take away with on ah. your journey. Yeah, and I'm not there yet, and I actually look forward to, what did you learn? Maybe mm-hmm. I can learn from what you learned. Yeah. Because your journey was different from mine. Right. What did you see on the way? Yeah, what did you see? What have you noticed so far, yeah. you know? And you can do that with with any Christian that you would be engaged with. And I think that seeing their different part of their journey, because they might have hit something earlier that you're getting ready to go into now. Yes. And so it just because it's like, well, you know, they haven't been saved this long and they haven't done this. It's like, man, what are their experiences with the Lord? And I, I think that's very crucial for believers in the body to to uh, have that fellowship with one another and to be open and transparent and being like, listen, this is what the Lord 
I was in a season where I had to do this, this, and this, and it required me to get into trust. It required me to press in and lean more in on God. And, you know, and like you said, with your faith, with the God doing things in your life, you're like, I know I'm complaining right now, and I'm going to eat my words later, and that's just how we have our relationship, uh, but I just thought I would voice it. <laughs> yep, I was like, I know I've got all those things I can fall back on, yeah. and I do, mm-hmm. but I also want to be real. I want to yeah. be honest. Yeah. That's what a relationship is. Yeah. Um, you're not trying to be fake and hide it and mm-hmm. try to act. Uh, there is no faking it till you make it in right. Christianity. <laughs> yeah. So be be real with God, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I I always find it interesting too when you get the the Christians that are, you know, they pray and how they pray to God is like, "Oh, thou us father in thine heaven." <laughs> and you're like, "Uh, bro, that's I don't know if you know what a, a a vain, repetitious religious prayer is, but you pretty nailed it right there." <laughs> you know, it's like God wants you you know, very transparent, like you would be talking to your father or you'd be talking to a friend, you know. And Scripture refers to God as our Heavenly Father and uh, Him as our friend and how we can uh, ask the Holy Spirit who will be the comforter to us. And it's like, dude, don't be fake. Don't yeah. be fake. Just be real. Like, let God know what's going on in your life, even though He knows that. You he know, people might it. be sitting there listening and be like, well, God knows everything. Why do I need to tell Him? He, You know, I know what my daughter's going through, but I, I value the moments that she's sitting on my lap and telling me about what she's going through. And I'm like, I understand that. I'm not going to cut her off. I'm going to take that time and spend that time with her, you know? And it's it's actually healing for yourself. Yeah. Even though God already knows. Mm-hmm. But when you actually say it, you yeah. let the words come out of your mouth and you just express it. For some reason, that's just a, such a powerful healing factor in it. Yeah. Because you were able to just say it. Yep, you're like, all right, we got that out. Yep, moving on, next step. Moving on. And then all of a sudden, you know what I do find fascinating too, Trent, is that when I find myself in those moments where I'm I'm praying to God, I'm speaking with Him and communicating with the Lord, and, um, you know, instantly after I'm finished, then Scripture comes to my mind. And it's like He's instantly replying back yep. to me, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Count it all joy. What a walk in it. Yeah, okay, I got one one step at a time. Yeah, okay, I got you, Lord. Roger that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that was not long ago as well. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, gosh, how long ago was it? Well, I don't know. It was it was at least in the last year. But I was walking in the desolate desert of Midland, mm-hmm. and I found myself complaining about something in my situation and everything. Mm-hmm. And boom. Scripture, like, don't be a grumbler, the wanderer in the desert. And, <laughs> and I was like, like, oh, that's me right now. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you're like, ah, you just checked me. Gotcha. <laughs> Body check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you're not open to those kinds of things, mm-hmm. when you're on the journey, yeah, you can't grow. Yeah. And you can miss those. You yeah. know, you can be so fixed in your situation that you miss seeing God and his... Um, in his craftsmanship, working through the situation with you, leading you, guiding you, and directing you. You can overlook those situations. And, man, I just want to encourage you guys, if you're listening to this, man, just get into that place where you're seeking the Lord, uh, you're pressing in on him, and you're like, you know what, Lord? I know I'm on my journey, and what does that look like here in the season? It's going to look different than, than the people to my left and my right, but maybe one of those individuals has some golden nuggets and some keys because we're a body. 
You know, not one person has everything. Nope. We're a team. We're yeah. a team. But that called to mind just how long the Israelites actually wandered, because yeah. they they wouldn't grow and they wouldn't mm-hmm. change in their journey. Yeah. So they kept circle, circle, circle. Yeah. It's absolutely imperative that we do it. Otherwise, there's, I mean, you're going to be yeah. wandering in the desert. You mm-hmm. got to listen to that Holy Spirit trying to correct you and stuff, like that GPS. Yep. Telling you to turn. Mm-hmm. And then you it's don't. Recalculating. Recalculating. Oh, my God. <laughs> recalculating. You're like, stop recalculating. <laughs> I know where I'm going. If you did, you it wouldn't have to keep recalculating. <laughs> oh, man, that's so true. Well, Trenton, uh, thanks for being on. Uh, to the episode today, and I want to thank all of you for listening. Thank you so much for, um, you know, listening to the episode. If you have any comments or suggestions or you have topics that you would like us to go over, definitely email those to us, and we will take a look at those and get those out to you. You all go out there and have a phenomenal day. Thank you so much for joining in today's episode. If you would like to learn more about Caleb Perkins Ministries, please go to www dot caleb perkins ministries dot com